Go ahead. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. I like those guys. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 732, Veterans Day, November 11th, 2021. 64 degrees was the best we could do on uh, Veterans Day. That was in 2005. One below in 1986. And eight and a half inches of snow on this day in 1940, which, of course, was uh, led to the Armistice Day blizzard. Is that our first oh, negative? That's right. Uh, that that's f- our first negative of the year. Yeah, it was uh, on this day in 1986. Ooh. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. <laughs> you know what occurs to me? What's that, bro? I suddenly feel like Detroit Don. You know what just happened to this guy yep. and that guy, yep. that guy and yep. that guy. Yep. We lost a Marconi Award to a guy who did six podcasts. Six, six podcasts. total. This is number seven hundred thirty-two, and that's what happened to this guy and this guy. Right. Detroit when we were standing died. and cheering on defense right. during a division game. Right. Doing a regular podcast, 732 during a divisional game. So and we lost. Collectively, for you and the Rookster in your time on radio and now on podcasts, what uh, what loss is this for you? I for think you that's your about, 0-8? I think we're closing in on 10. Yeah, I quit counting. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you guys are the Detroit Lions. We're the no. Detroit Lions. Of Kane. Of the Marconi Awards. Erica Kane of Marconi's. Well, we're the uh, what was that girl's name on the soaps who never won anything? Susan Lucci. Susan, Susan Lucci. Lucci. Otherwise known as Erica Kane. Erica Kane. Well, I wouldn't know her character's I name. I would expect you to know her character. That's why you're not winning Marconi's. See? God almighty. That's why he's not winning Marconi's. Thank you, veterans. Amen to that. Yep. My flag's flying. Yep. Yep. And before I get to the veterans and more thanks, uh, I mentioned yesterday that a fellow contacted me and said his lilacs were blooming. Yeah. And I was puzzled by that. And, but, of course, GLers take care of everything. And Jordan writes, a little DuckDuckGo.com search reveals that there is a variety of lilac that reblooms in late summer into the fall, along with its customary spring blooming. So nothing too uncommon. Find them here and uh, it would say, wah, 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 provenwinners.com, plants, and it goes on and on. So thank you. Huh. So it's, 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 Interesting. Not, it's not climate derangement syndrome. Okay. All right. I, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, speaking of nature, can turkeys... Fly? <laughs> not, <Wow>. Exactly. <laughs> can turkeys, yes. even a short distance, can they? I think so, because they sleep in trees. They don't climb the tree. I ask because for the first time ever... Inside our backyard fence today, we had about a dozen wild turkeys. Right, they're all over the place. So I, they can I, I, they, they jump sleep or, in trees. They must you must yeah, get up there somehow. As you, God you is my witness, I thought turkeys, I thought turkeys could, fly. could fly. I thought turkeys could fly. Re, Rook, Google it. I'm doing, I'm it, right doing it right now. Can turkeys fly? I think well, they, they had can. to have gotten in my yard somehow. It's a you know, it's a four and a half, five foot fence. Yeah, so they, they had to have gotten in. According to LiveScience.com. Uh, wild turkeys feed in the ground, which may have something to do with the myth that they can't fly. The, they they have to fly, however, because they roost oh. in trees at night. 
at me. Some look accounts. At me. And say, I lost to a guy who did six. I bet that guy doesn't <laughs> even know that. That guy doesn't know that. <laughs> Some accounts even say that they can soar up to 55 miles per hour for short bursts. Wow. Wow. Huh. That thing is moving. All right, look, well, good. They now look I like know. Uh, armored, plated creatures, don't they? How yes, bad did those do. dogs bark when they saw twelve turkeys? Well, in the that's backyard? we were just we were just going to let the dogs out, and uh, we quickly turned around because we didn't want them chasing the turkeys. <laughs> Joe, I wanted to share with you the great piece of Americana. My son's third grade class in Reedville, Wisconsin, was asked to interview any veterans they know. After getting all the interviews together, a teacher put this video together. He linked it to me. It's, we're not going to play it. It's a bit long. <clears throat> Watching it together with my wife uh, and I, we, we teared up. We are so glad we found this amazing place to live, Reeds, Reedsville, Wisconsin. It is wonderful to know there are still places that openly love this country. And the video begins with the kids reciting the, the Pledge of Allegiance and then the kids individually holding up pictures of their Oh, their grandfather, or oh, he was in the cool. navy. Oh, got it. Sure. My mother was in the army, or my grandmother was in the army in 1940, and, and it was a very nice. And yes, uh, the American spirit is alive, but you got to get really far away yes, from the tall buildings. Yeah, I still remember. I believe it was fourth grade. That was an assignment that we all had for Veterans Day, as we all had to do a story. I, I forget, you know, how they what the connection was, right. but they brought veterans to our gym. And each one of us had to talk to. It was. It, I still remember doing that all those years later. Well, I've told you before. I just, just missed it. He, he. Uh, my dad died before I had. It, it occurred to me to grill the hell out of him. How could you have done that with being a newspaper guy? I don't know. I know we didn't have this run like we do now on veterans and telling their stories and stuff like that, but. They were they weren't very forthcoming with that generation either though no. because I had uncles and my father same thing never heard a word about it why why do you think <clears throat> I, I don't know just uh, a different breed of cat they yeah. uh, they weren't looking for Modest. congratulations right was it also maybe PTSD they didn't want to relive it no no I don't think he had that he spent a lot of time in India and from what I can gather I told you this before too he flew through the Himalayas ferrying drums oh. of gasoline wow. And it was called the Aluminum Highway. And I, I think that uh, he, he probably just figured he was lucky to not have died doing that. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. My uh, Grandpa Red was um, in the Navy. Okay. As and, a drummer? Uh, he was in the band. Good. So, oh, nice. Uh, not quite the uh, the stories of, uh, you know, riding in a virtual bomb in the air and... Uh, <laughs> Is it true that you're the funniest comedian in the world? I am the funniest guy in the country. Really? Tell me, what's the secret of your success? <laughs> he was funnier than S-H-I, you know what. I absolutely love that soundbite. <laughs> okay, now, speaking of that previous But on generation. Veterans Day, are we... Memorial Day, we remember the fallen uh, war heroes and so forth that, that right. moved on. And Veterans Day, we're just celebrating the fact that we've got these wonderful men and women that uh, do this duty. I remember uh, right before my wife and I started dating, we went to Washington, D.C. because her, her college roommate was, was active duty. And she was dating a guy that was stationed in D.C. We drove out there, just a road trip, right? Oh, wow. And being in D.C., this, so this was 1998, I believe. And being in D.C. for Veterans Day was one of the coolest experiences ever. Why did all the dignitaries, including the president, who were outdoors today at Arlington National Cemetery, they're all wearing masks outdoors? 
but, you don't get that. But you don't have to when you're at a wedding. I guess Like not. Nancy Pelosi. I guess yeah, you don't have to do it there. <laughs> Greetings, Mayor. On this Veterans Day 2021, I'd like to ask that you join me in remembering a little-known group of veterans, the Foreign Volunteer International Brigade during the Finnish-Russian War of 1939-1940. I recently learned of them reading the monthly publication, The Finnish-American Reporter, so I don't know too much about them yet. I've attached the scanned article for your reading pleasure, but I'll do my best to summarize. From what I can tell, these American men volunteered to travel to Finland in the middle of winter to fight alongside the Finnish army in what has now been dubbed the Finnish-Russian Winter War. When Finland refused to give over land near Leningrad, Russia invaded Finland on November 30, 1939, with an overwhelming military. Yet, Finland held its own. They lost territory but kept sovereignty, and its reputation in the eyes of the world was bolstered. Russia, on the other hand, was completely embarrassed. Remember, the U.S. was not at war with anyone at that time, and this Foreign Volunteer International Brigade was made up of not just Americans, but 22 nations in total. As the caption of the photo from the scanned article points out, Field Marshal Mannerheim, highest-ranking military commander for Finland, personally shook each man's hand and spoke to them in their native language, all 22 of them. Mm. I'm overwhelmed with awe to think of these men, without being asked, rushed into war to aid, to aid an underdog nation for the simple but deeply profound conviction that what Russia did to Finland was wrong. Can you imagine doing that? I know I can't. I think it forces one to ponder the question, what would have to happen for me to take a similar stand? Thank you and good luck, Derek. I have never heard of that group, but I was aware of the Russian-Finnish war when the Finns uh, had excellent skiers on their team, on their side, okay. in their forces. And it was a, they, and they were, were, were camouflage outfits. They were like a James Bond the kind mo- of deal. Yes. Probably where they got the idea. Skiing through the mountains. and Good God, the people have done great things, haven't they? Yeah. Yesterday we played a, I find this fascinating. This is from Mark Engdahl of Egan, Minnesota and Sarasota, Egan, Minnesota and Sarasota, Florida. Uh, yesterday we played an audio of Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> right? Yep. Do you want uh, it again? Yes. Let me dig it up then. Uh, because this fellow uh, has a very interesting point uh, about what Pete was saying. Uh, uh, even though Pete made a made the ridiculous point that he made it sound like infrastructure itself was a racist roadway, and that was that was not what happened. While you look for that, let me read this email, Reavers. Yep. Joe, I heard you talking about Pete's assertion about racist roadways and the like. I am not one to defend the kooky left ideas that everything is racist, but there is some historical correctness to what Pete Buttigieg was saying, even though he made it sound like the actual infrastructure is racist. What he was likely referring to about the low bridges is, in fact, true in New York. Though he didn't say it, he was referencing Robert Carroll's exceptional book, The Power Broker, Robert Moses and the Fall of New York. Moses essentially was responsible for building, uh, for the building of New York's highways, byways, and parkways for 50 years. He wanted his parkways to be free of commercial vehicles. To that end, he and all the he had all the parkway overpasses built at a height that would not allow commercial vehicles, including buses. Wow. The parkways were essentially the only way to get to the boroughs out to the beaches. If you didn't own a car, you weren't going on those parkways. Arguably, more minorities and poor citizens were adversely affected by the Moses plan. 
It's a fascinating read, but its length makes it a significant undertaking. I believe the book, in fact, may be required reading in the Harvard curriculum, which would explain why Mayor Pete was familiar with it. You may be more familiar with Carol's biographies of LBJ. Closer to home, many would consider the I-94 construction through the Rondo neighborhood as racist infrastructure, having largely destroyed what I understand was a thriving black neighborhood. Well, I can confirm that it was. Anyway, feel free to check my work, but I think it's important to have more context than you can get from Reavers reading a headline from a Twitter feed. Huh? Got boom, it. Boom. Got it. Boom. I, b- I believe I basically said that I think yesterday. you did, John. I think you alluded to that. Yes. 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 So... But the question then remains, is this tantamount to accusing Robert Moses, with whom I have some familiarity, is this the equivalent of accusing Robert Moses of specifically knowing that by lowering the uh, bridge decks, he would be excluding minority people from going to the beach? Hmm. I mean, isn't it just as plausible that he envisioned his parkways to not be commercial corridors? If you're familiar with Robert Moses, you know he wasn't, let's put it this way, the best guy in the world. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me, hmm. I guess, from what I've read about him. I'm no expert, but uh, what I've read about him, it wouldn't surprise me if he had that in mind. Wasn't he thwarted in his attempt to essentially put a freeway through Manhattan? That, yes. That something like that is ringing a bell in my mind. Although he got almost everything he ever wanted mm-hmm. uh, because he was on the side of all the power brokers in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he did well with what he wanted. But, yes, he did uh, meet some opposition there. can't imagine a freeway going through Manhattan. Well, either could his opponents, and <clears throat> somehow that was not brought to fruition. That's mm-hmm. what Tom Petty said. There's a freeway running through the yard. That's right. <laughs> you can quit looking for Mayor Pete. I can't believe I can't find it. I can't either. <laughs> Uh, Daniel writes a few things from Wednesday's show that bug me a bit. Mayor Carter, Melvin Carter of St. Paul, endorsed the very rent control initiative he now seeks to change. It's absurd. He should be hammered for it. And the reality is that it's questionable whether it can even be amended. The city charter indicates no ordinance adopted by the voters on initiative shall be replaced within one year after its approval. Voting and endorsing bad policy is 100% ridiculous. A huge undertaking like rent control should be done legislatively by the city council. The Minneapolis resolution gave that breathing room. They want action, but the city council will get to decide what it looks like after input from the stakeholders. And I've heard several times on the show a mischaracterization of John Choi's new policy. While I still think it's a bad policy, public safety is still a completely valid reason for pulling someone over. So the swerving lady with the fake gun is 100% fair game to pull over and investigate. I said that yesterday. Pulling someone over for tabs, lights out, tinted windows, etc. They will not be pursuing anything further the police may find. Ramsey County Attorney John Choi and some law enforcement leaders announced Wednesday, he's quoting from an older story, a September 8th story, a shift in the traffic stops for minor infractions. St. Paul's chief told officers not to pull people for equipment violations unless there are public safety concerns, and Choi said he won't prosecute most felony cases that result from non-public uh, safety traffic stops. Daniel. Okay, I don't, I don't know what he was taking issue with there. I think uh, I think one of you knuckleheads wondered... Uh, it was me. Uh, wondered uh, if stopping the woman with the tequila and the and the fake gun. It was me. Yeah, yeah. and and no that and I said that's obviously going to get stopped because they the coppers didn't know if that was a real gun or not. Right. Well, even if they did, even right. if they did know, they still had to stop her. <laughs> and as for Carter, uh, 
yeah, this this he's making national news with this failed rent control. Uh, it's a, an editorial today in the uh, uh, Wall Street Journal yeah. about it. It's uh, he's killing. Well, here's the irony. If this lasts for a year, then it, during a year, nothing will be built to accommodate low income housing. Right. Because no developer can get the funding to do it, nor is there any incentive to without a rate of return and a profit. But these guys don't understand how the real world works. No, they're in business I, to make money. I told you, I walked by the Ford uh, Highland yeah. Bridge project. What you see? Most of the fencing is down that prevented snooping, so you can look in there. Mm-hmm. Which route was this? Route 2? No, route this three? was the new route on okay. Mississippi River Boulevard. Got it. <laughs> Were you here, Rook, when I was talking about that? That was yesterday. Oh. <laughs> and... And Ryan companies are true to their word. There was nothing going on. It's paused. Right, right. There is no construction taking place. They, they can't raise they the money. They shot themselves in the foot. See what they do. Ryan Company, there's the developer. They they're going to build the a building, and then what their intent, obviously, to do is to sell it to investors who will then own it. Right. Well, these investors aren't going to be able to get funding for it, even if they wanted to buy it, because the, the bank or the lending institution is going to say, well, you don't have much of a stream of income here. Right. You're limited to three. What would happen if you the voters in St. Paul, what if there was an initiative on the ballot? I don't want to give these earth lovers this Careful. idea. But what if there was an initiative on the ballot to uh, vote that gas stations could not hike the price of gas, of gallon of gasoline more than 3% a year? Well, three things would happen. It would be stupidly voted for. Right. Gas stations would close. Yep. Right. And no new gas stations would be built. Right. What's well, the same thing that's going to happen here? And why they didn't realize that prior to, I, I don't because know. Because they're incompetent, <clears throat> and they're, 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 they're treading where angels fear to tread. They have no business. In, they're killing entrepreneurial spirit. They're, they're ruining the chance for uh, homes to be built for the very people they supposedly care about. It's uh, ridiculous. The ta- they're missing out on the tax base. Yeah. And I am still within my time limit. If an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or it would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by, that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Hmm. And, and I, 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 I'm not going to retroactively do to uh, Moses what we did to John Calhoun. I mean, I don't know, that if he, I don't know if he's a racist or not. I mean, could a guy actually say, let's design these overpasses to keep buses out? <laughs> really would have to be, uh, you'd have to be thinking way ahead. Yeah. Well, in any event. Well, what, the, put a year on this. What what year was this uh, happening? In the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Okay. Yeah. Well, but uh, back to the rent uh, deal. Uh, it, it's completely backfiring. And... And, and Melvin seems to think, well, I can just get the city council to create an amendment that exempts new construction. Not really. Not unless you're going to violate the city's charter, which says you can't, you can't repeal something the voters voted for until after one year. Oh, that's going to sit around for one year over there. Well, the only thing they can do now is uh, continue to build the dwellings that were intended to be private. I'm just, sure they can continue to build the 10, 10, 12, 15 lots that are going to go for millions of dollars along the river. Well, what if Ryan says, you know what, I tell you what, since this development, we're not going to build any low-income housing 
Uh, we're going to uh, build a uh, single-family home or uh, whatever the case may be. But, Can they go back to the city and say, uh, we're thumbing our nose at you? But They you probably won't give them the permits then. Joe, no. St. Paul has all this other stuff going for it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Name one. Yeah. <laughs> the free house. No, the uh, what is it called? Freedom House. Freedom House. Well, that Not lawsuit's been filed by the... Restaurants and I hope that those business owners that are paying those people um, to work there are going to win because they're going to go out of business. Mm-hmm. The, it's a shame. I mean, I'm not wishing Carter ill, uh, but at what point? Well, nobody voted. Thirty thousand people elected the guy. Nobody voted. But at one point, what? At one point, are you going to realize he's not qualified for this? He's this this should have been laid out thoroughly in front of the, just like Minneapolis had the argument about the public safety initiative question. It went to court a number of times. It finally got ironed out. It was put on the ballot in a way that could be understood. None of that happened with this rent control, the strictest rent control in the country. And they're all patting each other on the back because it included new construction only to say, only for the developer to say what? Hold up. Hold, wait, wait a, a minute, minute. Wait a minute. Something, Something ain't, ain't right. Ain't right. It should have been obvious, as the Wall Street Journal notes, to anyone with a pulse that this would have happened. But it's a it's a mindset of the electorate that, oh, boy, I'm going to get something else for free here. Or I'm going to be right. saved by this right. policy. And No, you're not. You're now going to be deceived by it. And, and mm. Ryan Companies ain't fooling around. No. You know, you could say, well, they're blustering and this is a threat. And no. It's not a threat. It's reality. This was a big deal for them to do this. They've already bought the land from the, who they buy it from, the city? Ford Motor Company, I think. I mean, they're the developer. They, they're, they're, it was their plan to create dwellings to be owned by investors. So frustrating. I mean, you and you and me and a couple of our friends, if we had the money, we could say, you know, that might be a good investment. Let's buy an apartment building. In in the Highland Bridge development, mm-hmm. uh, only to go to the only to see this happen, and then realize, well, wait a minute. Guess what? We can't make any money. Have you? If inflation is more than double three percent cap on rentals, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even make enough money to compete with inflation. Mr. Like, McMillan, would you like thirty seconds more? Allow me to introduce myself. The rent. <laughs> I represent the rent. It's too damn high party. <laughs> He got a few votes too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, the rent. Is what can too I damn tell you? What can I tell you? Uh, I'm going to join the rent is too damn I know. high party. I'm telling you, right? You know, now. I over. You were talking to Josh earlier. Yes. And I overheard him saying uh, he was talking about the success of Volkswagen vehicles. Yes. Yes. Uh, getting them to this country and mm-hmm. keeping production up, and uh, that's great news. Uh, it's great news for you, and it's great news for Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen. Fiat and Alfa Romeo in Maplewood, one of the last Twin Cities truly family-owned dealers, multi-generational on that same corner of Highway 36 and 61 for at least 50 years, and they're doing their best to get you the inventory. Zero percent right now for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles except the ID4, and zero percent for up to 72 months on Fiats, and zero percent for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models, including the wonderful Stelvio SUV, all-wheel drive, stylish as hell. I've owned one. I probably own another one. Uh, check out the inventory at SchmelzVW.com. 
SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com and SchmelzFiat.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. DK Mag's having a big sale and uh, some very popular firearms here. We're not talking clearance. We're talking the real deal. It runs until December 1st until the supplies run out. So that means get in there this week. Sig Sauer, P365s and XLs, they're on sale. Smith & Wesson, 642J frames, they're on sale. 9mm Easy, also Smith & Wesson. Glock 43X, that's a tidy little 9mm, uh, fantastic little firearm. And, of course, any AR-15 in stock on sale, including the premiums like the JP Enterprises and Springfield Victors. It's all on sale at DKMags.com. You'll find DK Mags Old 8 in New Brighton and Monticello Palm and gun up in Monticello. Uh, they all come with a free box of ammo. They have a pile set aside to pick from, but a limited amount. So get there while the getting is good. Go to dkmags.com or montypond.com. Two wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Being reported in the uh, New York Post, New York Daily News, a Black Lives Matter leader vowed there will be riots, fire, and bloodshed if the new mayor, mayor-elect Eric Adams, follows through with his promise to bring back plainclothes anti-crime police to battle New York's surge in violent crimes. Oh. New York BLM co-founder Hawk Newsom debated the plan for a return to tougher policing with Adams during a contentious sit-down at Brooklyn Borough Hall Wednesday that was live-streamed on Instagram. Mm. To ignore that history and say you're bringing it back means that he's tone-deaf, Newsom told The Post over the phone about the task force whose officers were involved in the deaths of Amadou Diallo, Sean Bell, and Eric Garner. Adams, throughout his campaign, promised to bring back a reinvented version of the anti-crime unit that was tasked with firearm busts as well as a crackdown on violent crime and hard drugs. We will be at his front door. We will be at Gracie Mansion. We will be in the streets if he allows these police to abuse us, Newsom said. I'm not threatening anyone. I'm just saying that it's a natural response to aggressive oppression. People will react. In a statement to the Post, Eric Adams said there is no reason we cannot both have safe streets and racial justice. If black lives truly matter, then we must address violence in our communities while we address bias in policing. Yelling and not listening gets us nowhere. 
At one point during the meeting, the mayor-elect grew agitated with Shavona Newsom, Hank's, uh, Hawk's sister, who said politicians shuck and jive and use rap quotes, but don't enact meaningful changes for people of color. Okay. What does that mean? I yeah, don't it's know. a lot. At least with Eric Adams, we have a clean slate, Newsom said, adding he thinks he will work with the incoming mayor on anti-violence programs and food programs. Adams told leaders that as the city's second black mayor, he was the person best equipped to bring meaningful socioeconomic and educational change to the community. I, I, I think the actions of Hawk Newsom are abominable. Uh, he's threat. It is issuing a threat. He's explicitly issuing a threat. Mm-hmm. If you get tough on crime, because they're leaping to the conclusion that black people will be treated poorly by the police. Well, I think in the year since George Floyd, that there's been a lot of reforms yes. implemented yes. across the country. And I, Eric Adams is a former police lieutenant. So and he's not stupid right. enough to unleash thugs in the community. He's a smart guy. And... and uh, He's being confronted by a BLM leader who's saying, look, you do this, there's going to be fire, riots, and bloodshed. He says it so freely, too. Which, no, are, no. which are crimes. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> right. you got to bring back a gun unit. It, 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 New York's out of control. Yeah, New York is out of control. And it's getting worse. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's as bad as downtown Minneapolis yet. But it's getting worse. And the, and the utter boldness from the likes of him, it, it, it just continues to astound me. From the likes of Hawk Newsom? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, And the fact that he got a, a, a one-on-one meeting in the first place, but then to just sit... Oh, think, of, think of being a, a, a business owner in downtown New York City. Well, What in God's name you are paying in taxes just to have your cafe or your car whatever whatever you have taylor <laughs> speaking of uh <laughs> speaking of the police john is it plausible there's a kyle rittenhouse verdict today uh no they said actually closing arguments the judge said will be next week oh because uh, chicago so. has canceled uh any vacation time for all the police in anticipation of the Rittenhouse verdict. Mm, oh boy. Maybe maybe for next week. Maybe next week. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. That's what they lined up. Yeah. I don't know how that will end up. I've not followed it. I know that CNN has found something to do, so they have this trial now to, to broadcast. I I didn't like the way he was crying on the stand. Neither did LeBron James. What is it? It wasn't really crying. That was the problem. There yeah, was there no weren't tears. tears. It was, uh... <clears throat> Just a minute. you got to hear this. Just a minute. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels right. fine. Uh, this is from Greg. An end of the world in Anoka. Uh-oh. This almost broke my heart when I opened up my Anoka Shopper newspaper this afternoon and read this. See attached picture. It is indeed the end of the world in Anoka. What do you got? And he, I open it up, and here it is. This sign is now all over Anoka. Drawing a hopscotch board on a city sidewalk is now illegal in Anoka after the city council finalized an ordinance banning displays of any unauthorized flag, artwork, sign, or similar objects upon city property. City property includes city-owned buildings, sites, parks, light poles, flagpoles, streets, sidewalks, and other city infrastructure. 
The final ordinance, which is intended to keep the city neutral and protect it from potential litigation, was approved 4-1 to one on November 1 with Councilmember Eric Skogquist dissenting. Learn more in the Anoka County Union-Herald November 12th or at abcnewspapers.com. Well, that, that means the city is uh, reinforcing the understanding that they own the sidewalk in front of your house. So much so that you cannot go out there. So the kids can't come out there with their uh, sidewalk chalk and create a hopscotch board? Unbelievable. A hopscotch board. Why not? Because I'm sure they'll say, well, that leads to everything else on the flagpoles and whatever. So they're really getting down to the the issues that plague their city? Yeah, things must be good in Anoka. Well, I was just going to (laughs) say, things must be pretty good in Anoka if this is all you have to worry about. Plastic bags are next. But gee, I'm, su- I'm surprised by that living up here. I really am. But am I right in assuming they re- they are referring to the sidewalk in front of your house, yeah. which you have to shovel, mm-hmm. maintain, which you pay taxes on? Uh, but they own the sidewalk, so I guess your little daughter can't go out and draw a hopscotch board. Imagine hmm. being the squad car pulling up. Hey, 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 kid! Get back back of the squad the hell car. Hell, you doing? Put the chalk down. <laughs> My little ones have that chalk, and it just all I can do is just pray for rain every time they use it. <laughs> well, it occupies them for hours. <laughs> not my little kids, of course. I, Are they practicing? I meant that euphemistically. Are they practicing make, uh, making their threes? You know what else I heard they did? Rook, you know what else I heard they did? They did a kind of a sidewalk uh, circle around the fire pit that Joe had in the driveway. You know, they, Ooh, yeah, how about that one? <laughs> that didn't that didn't leave any scars. No scars. No, we got it. We got it. No, you could use a solo stove on lawns. Keep that baby out of the. Uh, it sits on its own rim. Oh, I thought you got in trouble for that one. No, that you could touch the rim, the bottom rim, and it's cold. Yeah, but you want to keep it far away from the house so it doesn't go in. You know, so check the, the wind. Well, I had a little uh, smoke problem. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing out there? The garage smelled like a forest fire. <laughs> it was a festive Halloween night. Oh, boy. That's when I had the robot. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. We, good. we did see that. Yeah, good. It, yeah, it's yeah. a good look for and some. The robot. Yep. <laughs> Mayor, to my fellow moron, tell my fellow morons to stand back and put on their helmets. I'm going to attempt some linking. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Okay. Way back in the 90s, there was a minor kerfuffle when the news hit that banks were selling their customers' data to third parties. The banks were making a little extra money from each depositor by selling the depositor's info to advertisers. At the time, I was outraged. It's my information, I thought, and the bank only has it in order to provide service to me, the customer. I never believed, and still don't believe, that it was theirs to sell. Fast forward 25 years. I've got teenage kids. Two of them have phones. A couple of months back, the wife told me she's downloaded an app so she can see where the kids' two phones are. If I downloaded the app, she says, I can join the fun and see where everybody is. I declined. Mm-hmm. I've just had a roasty like You did. You're fighting with the end of the story. Yeah. On another topic, I am just short of complete fury with this B as in B, S as in S of businesses not accepting cash. I took one of the kids to a Saints game that, this past summer, and I had to break out the plastic to buy a hot dog, and again to buy some lemonade, and again to buy ice cream. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I don't like to have to use credit cards when cash will do. I certainly don't like to leave a paper trail for every trivial purchase. This man's after my own heart. Today I listened to the November 9 podcast. 
during which you discussed Al Gore's supremely awful idea of using satellites and software to track CO2 emissions. You correctly surmised that this technology will inevitably lead to tracking and reporting the CO2 output of every citizen in every vehicle. Let me back up a bit. Back back when Julian Assange and WikiLeaks were in the news, Assange held himself out as a paragon of transparency. But in practice, he was very choosy about the timing and type of the information he published. In effect, Assange wasn't fighting gatekeepers. He just wanted to set set himself up as the gatekeeper. So what's the link? It's my life, my information, my data in the current lexicon. I grew up in a world where kids could get lost and find their way home. I grew up in a world where you could get in a scrape with your buddies, where you could TP your friend's house, where you, long email, Mm -hmm. where you could stop at the store, grab a Coke and a candy bar and go home for dinner with mom none the wiser. I feel like with every app, every computerized and paper-trailed credit card purchase, with every IRS-monitored bank transmission, and now with every... Uh, uh, expulsion of gas monitored by the carbon Gestapo, the walls are closing in. I feel like we are losing our freedom. The only reason the government or corporations or even your family would want this data, this constant monitoring, is so that they can exercise control over our decisions and our actions. Perhaps like you, I just wasn't made for these times. I have no interest in monitoring my kids or my wife that closely. I don't care that much what my neighbors or employees are doing. It's no wonder anxiety and mental illness among the teens are at an all-time high. We're under constant watch. It's my data, my life, and my business. Yours are yours. Leave me free to succeed or fail, but leave me the hell alone. I'd be curious to know if my fellow GLers feel the same way. Keep pushing back Rick and Stillwater. Well, I know they do, Rick. I certainly feel the same way with you. Mm-hmm. I never had an app on my kids on a kid's phone. I don't. I no. wouldn't know how no. to do no. it no. even. We 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 know. Yeah, we got you. We've we we've seen you. you. We've seen you <laughs> in action. I believe action. you are sincere. In fact, I believe that's our most popular YouTube video is Joe versus iPhone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me add something else. Okay. Let me add something else. Okay. I'm totally with Rick when it comes to cash. I lead a cash life. I don't want to pay plastic. I hate it. I hate it. I don't. It's very I've convenient. Got, I've got paying inside privileges at two gas stations. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't I mean, I can want pump that? first and then go yeah. in and pay because right. I'm known at two stations. You've given me that privilege. Did you include that in the Marconi application? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> and you he do, has you two do not gas have a debit stations. card. Do I you? do not. I do not. You don't have a debit card. No. That's, so That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I have one. I've just never activated it. Oh, I see. It sits well. in a pile somewhere. I just like to have cash. Okay. I'm with this guy. Why do I have to leave a paper trail for everything? What amazes me is I'll pull into a gas station. I see somebody has left their receipt. They didn't even bother to take it. I'm sure it doesn't contain your credit card number. No, no. but you take it and then use it, it to doesn't. write off? No. So you are the opposite. <laughs> you are the opposite of this guy. Would you uh, uh, tell me why we need to talk to Bobby? I put him on hold. It was a uh, it was a uh, drive off story in uh, oh, Bobby? Frederick, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe. Hi. Hey, I was the first ever uh, drive off in Frederick, Wisconsin here, pretty recently. You you uh, you drove off without paying. Uh, well, let's put it this way. I stop in there frequently and, uh, get my supplies and my lotto and pay for my gas. And then I usually go out and pump my gas and I leave. Uh-huh. Well, I, I did what I thought I normally do. And I went back the next day and 
there stood the manager with some money in his hand and told me uh, the first drive off that prepaid his gas and didn't pump it. <laughs> 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 the, but the tone of Joe's voice was the best because he th- he's thinking, what in God's name is this guy right, about to tell us? He won listener? <laughs> like, okay, we got him. Now that happened in Frederick, Wisconsin. Right. Yes. Would that happen uh, the closer you get to the country's tallest building? Hell no. Well, Absolutely okay, not. It would, it would happen where I get gas because I've gotten to know the owners of both places. Yes. But, but here's what I'm also saying is if you are a frequent... Uh, if you frequent SA or Holiday or Erickson's Marathon, whatever it is, and you go there almost every day, and you know that cashier, I think I think it could possibly happen. I uh, my Quick Trip, yeah, Quick Trip. I've known one. so well at that Quick Trip in Carver that she says, "Oh, weren't you just here a couple hours ago?" Yeah, yeah. I uh, I frequent. <laughs> I need that to one get some more Coors Light. A couple times a day. Jeez. <laughs> so I'm I'm saying the opposite. I'm think I'm thinking that you've developed a relationship. With those people, and they would. I yes, the people. I but I don't go to the chain places. No, you go where Wanda used to work. Yeah, yeah. Wanda's long gone. That's right. Yep, she retired. <laughs> no, she's. I think she's left us. No, oh, really? Huh? I think I don't know. I shouldn't say. <laughs> why? Why are you bringing it up? Don't confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda left us. God mighty. She's still walking. What around. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> they, 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 uh, they know me at Grunhoffers. Do they? Oh, First yeah. name basis. Hey, uh, meathead. Spencer Wood. I think. I hey, come Spencer on, in, meathead. Where he's got the excellent uh, soup meats. By the way, we need to find out. The meatloaf? We've had a couple of emailers asking if they do deer processing at Grunhoffers. Yes. They they do. do. Okay. Well, it says bring in your venison trim, and Grunhoffers will turn it into venison sausage. Okay. Uh, We've had a lot of inquiry about that, and I couldn't remember. Well, call uh, him. Just give him a shout. Yeah, he'll do it. Well, between between the Hugo store, the original store on Highway 61 just north of Hugo, and the new Forest Lake store, on Highway 97, just east of Interstate 35, more than 400 pounds of original town ball and the Minnesota meatloaf sold in two days over the weekend. Wow, man. Isn't that something? That's Holy crazy. moly. I had one last night. And they got the Wagyu jerky. The supply is limited, so do not delay. Bring in your venison trim, and Grunhoffers will turn it into venison sausage. That's Grunhoffers old-fashioned meats. on. You know what? How many GLers do you think Spencer has gotten to know? Oh my God! Dozens and I'm dozens and no dozens. Yeah, dozens. That's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61, just north of downtown Hugo, and that new location just east of I-35 on Highway 97. Both stores full of the best meat products in the entire world, and uh, grilling season for GLers is all year round. 139 flavors Woo! of of brats. We'll be back with Johnny Height. Space management. If you think you're a pro, why don't you, you join the pros, professionalturf.com. Not only are they the best lawn care shop in the business, but they're looking for you, you seasonal workers, to push around some white gold this winter. And you know who you are. You're typically laid off in the fall, lawn care, employees, construction, whatever. Uh, it's your attitude that matters. Quick learners, good with machinery, not intimidated by the size of a job or the potential length of a workday. A great opportunity to turn your extra downtime this winter into extra money in 
in the South Metro. And, of course, you only work when it snows. They've got very flexible compensation program uh, programs to work with laid-off staff, and they're also going to be adding to their full-time staff for next summer, and that's a great opportunity with full benefits and exceptional pay. How do you hook up? Easy. Professionalturf.com. Click on Contact Us. Send your name, your info in, and hook up with them. A great opportunity, and you'll love working with Dave at ProfessionalTurf.com. Once again, we want to thank Andy and his crew at Kahuna Window Cleaning and Services for their partnership here in Garage Logic. You see, they take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They will even put up and take down and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Check this out. Throughout November, they have a great special on holiday lighting just for GLers. Whether you want the Clark W. Grill Griswold look or something a little more subtle, they can handle it. They do all of the work. Seriously, all of it. They make the design to your liking. Purchase the high-quality, bright, commercial-grade Christmas lights you can't buy in stores. They professionally install the lights cut to fit your home perfectly and can even provide a timer. They maintain the lights throughout the entire holiday season and take the lights down and store them for the off-season. Kahuna is offering all the above for a special price of just $550 just for GLers. Schedule it right now at Kahuna Window Cleaning Make sure you ask for the Garage Logic special. Again, that's kahunawindowcleaning.com. I still can't pull up my email. Ooh. Oh. Is that on? Probably. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Here's John Height. In the news. Thank you, Joe. This uh, update is brought to you by... Thanks, thanks, Joe. This update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Uh, update on a story we had yesterday. Law enforcement is seeking the public's help in identifying a person related to that fatal crash on Tuesday in Brooklyn Center. We now know uh, the fella, unfortunate fellow who was killed. He was 75-year-old Judd Anderson. He was identified as the person killed when his vehicle was hit by a piece of chain link fence dragged by a stolen truck on Highway 252 near 66th Avenue in Brooklyn Center. Anderson lost control of his vehicle after it was hit by the fencing that was being dragged. And then he crashed into a light pole and died at the scene. Ugh. The driver of the stolen truck is not in custody. Last seen exiting Highway 100 at France Avenue. Now, there is a photo of the suspect on the website of our TV friends at 5 Eyewitness News. If you just go to kstp.com, click on the story, you'll see a picture of this fellow. They're trying to identify him and, of course, arrest him. If you know the identity of the man or know the whereabouts of the stolen truck, you're asked to call the BCA by calling their tip line at 877-996-6222. Everybody, go to kstp.com. Take a look and let's try to ID this guy. This is a this I look I didn't know who it was. I mean, I don't I didn't Well, it's the hard, other, but somebody somebody might and just go, that's Jim or that's that guy I know. The yeah. other thing too that, that that it reminds me of is and I don't know how much driving you guys do, but my god, the roads especially when you get inside the loop are absolutely a gong show. I mean, mm-hmm. people are tailgating and get, it's just madness on oh, the yeah. roads. Coming up uh we're 94 Meets 35E right in Spaghetti Junction yep. downtown. Uh, just today, as I was going there, there was a semi truck that had rear-ended uh, a, a white Kia or something. I don't know what oh. it was, and it was—I don't think there were injuries, but the whole back was just pushed in. Right, and you're not even going fast at that point. There's a lane closed, but yeah. it's it's nuts. And the authorities keep talking about speed. The other day, I was on 494, doing almost 70 in the middle lane. 
people on the left were passing me with, yep. I mean, no problem, yep. just going right by me, doing at least 80, they had to have been. <laughs> Uh, the St. Paul City Council, by a seven-zip vote, approved a zoning ordinance Wednesday allowing daytime homeless facilities to operate in more areas of the city, despite opposition from business owners on the West 7th Corridor. Did you say seven-nothing, seven John? It was a seven-nothing vote? Seven-zip. Huh? Yep, seven-nothing vote. Under the changes oh. to city code that the council approved, daytime shelters less than 7,000 square feet will be classified as a civic and institutional use, according to a city staff report. Larger shelters, like the Freedom House on West 7th Street, the subject of the pending lawsuit, would require a conditional use permit to open and would not be allowed in traditional neighborhood districts. A group of residents and business owners have sued the city over Freedom House. Councilmember Rebecca Noker, who represents the West 7th Street area, expressed her support for the ordinance, thanked her colleagues for their work on expanding services for the homeless in the city of St. Paul. As the fallout from a video made by a Prior Lake High School student that has since gone viral continues to be felt, the school says they'll end classes early today ahead of a planned protest. In a message to students, the district says the school day for Prior Lake High School will end at 1245. The school says they plan to have extra police on site to ensure that students leave school safely and officers will remain during any protest. Now that protest was scheduled to start at 2 2 p.m., but organizers say they are still working as of right now, this time, to move up the time. Uh, Fox 9 spoke with Prior Lake High School freshman Nia Sagan, and so did uh, Channel 5, 5 Eyewitness News, who, the girl who was the target of the racist video. The video has been shared widely on social media, appears to show a Prior Lake High School female student talking to the camera with the flash on in a dark room, another female off camera adding comments. The girls are heard making racist remarks, saying racial slurs, and encouraging their black classmate to take her own life. The district says it's investigating the video, along with the Savage Police Department. Well, on a better note, uh, Mark from Chisholm writes, in Chisholm, we uh, still hold a Veterans Day program at the high school. The American Legion presents the colors as they do at all home games. All students rise and are silent. An invocation is given by a local member of the clergy, and the kids say amen when the invocation is finished. Wow. Students, for the most part, put their phones away for the ceremony and clap for the vets when the high school band plays the song of each branch of the service. It's very nice to see. Hope this finds all of you in good health, as I am an avid listener, Mark from Chisholm. Yay. Nice, nice. I, I, do you think this, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, there will be ceremonies in the local high schools? There would be protests, wouldn't there be? I don't know. If something like that were to take place? I don't know. I, I, hope, it, uh, I hope there's recognition of these tremendous veterans. The suspect in a fatal shooting this summer outside the Elks Lodge in North Minneapolis has been arrested, according to Hennepin County Jail Records. 38-year-old DeAndre Turner was booked into the Hennepin County Jail on suspicion of second-degree murder. He was charged via warrant on July 29th in connection with the death of 37-year-old A.J. Drew McGinley. Friends remembered McGinley as an active member of the Agape Movement, a community outreach organization. According to the criminal complaint, police responded to a reported shooting just before 9 p.m. outside the Elks Lodge at North Plymouth and Knox Avenue. The victim, later identified as McGinley, was found dead outside the club. He had been shot five times. Investigators learned that McGinley had gathered with dozens of others at a vigil for an acquaintance who had died recently. A surveillance video obtained by police showed that McGinley got into a brief fight with other males. He fell to the ground but stood back up, put his hands in the air, and walked away. At that point, a man walks up behind him and shoots him several times at mm. close range, causing McGinley to fall. What's happening to John's uh, transmission there? Just a little bit of a delay. A little a hitch? Yeah. Just a little hitch? Yeah. All right. Do I have a little delay? Just, Just a, a little, little hitch. Just a little bit. Huh. 
Authorities in Texas this week identified the victim of a 1980 cold case homicide known locally as the Walker County Jane Doe as a 14-year-old girl from Stillwater, Minnesota. A recent forensic DNA analysis concluded that Sherry Ann Jarvis, who had run away from home earlier that year, was the previously unidentified teenager who had been raped and strangled on Halloween night 41 years ago, mm-hmm. 50 miles north of Houston, Texas. Jarvis's body was discovered by a truck driver the next morning. No suspects in the case have yet been publicly identified by law enforcement. Last year, the Walker County Sheriff's Office partnered with a company specializing in forensic genealogy. DNA taken from the girl's remains was used to construct a family tree, which led to the genetic confirmation of Jarvis's identity. Former mixed martial artist filmed punching a police officer during the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. It got the longest sentence so far, 41 months yesterday. Uh, U.S. District Judge Royce Lamberth cited the seriousness of New Jersey gym owner Scott Fairlam's conduct when he sentenced him. Fairlam was captured screaming at officers, swearing at them, and uh, punching one in the face, and he pleaded guilty back in August. Fairlam, a QAnon proponent, addressed the judge during the hearing, say he brought shame upon his family's name, saying he has nothing but remorse. Speaking of, uh, John, John, do you have the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar story? Did I you, do not. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. Okay, so this this has been submitted by a, a number of different emailers. Yeah, I've been reading it. Is it the Aaron Rodgers? He deal? got six <clears throat> months. His son. Well, and this is after uh, Kareem has been uh, mouthing off quite frequently about the danger that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has brought to society. Right. We better clue others in there as to what we're talking about. Well, Aaron, yeah, I don't. I don't know the story. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son was. Uh, stabbed a neighbor over a fight about garbage cans multiple times by the way mm-hmm. it was more so the son of basketball legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was sentenced to six months in jail for stabbing a southern California neighbor with a hunting knife during an argument over trash cans prosecutors said yesterday uh, Adam Abdul-Jabbar 29 was sentenced after pleading guilty to three counts of assault with a deadly weapon and one count of carrying a dagger with sentencing enhancements for conflict inflicting great bodily injury six months right hmm. Huh. What in the he hell? probably won't even serve all of that. Of course not. But his father, in the meantime, was really hard on Rogers. Correct. Yeah. Well, Kareem Senior is or Kareem is pretty precious when it comes well, to. Well, uh, he's a he's a, a a thinker. He's a thinker. He was never the same after that kid called him out for uh, slacking off. Uh, <laughs> where he was only half-assing it on the court. I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, he was, he was flying dad, a plane dude. at this point, yeah, and this kid him. called him out. Says, "My dad says you don't play defense." And then Kareem you tell your dad to tell your dad to drag Bob Lanier down the court, and you see what he thinks. Exactly. He was never the same after that. Joe is befuddled as hell at the moment. Are you talking about the movie? The movie Airplane. Airplane. Remember where Kareem was? Kareem was the Joey. It was Joey. It was the one that says, "You ever seen a grown man naked, Joey?" Kareem was the co-pilot. Yeah, I, got, I understand. I in the off-season, he went up to North Dakota. He got his pilot's license, <laughs> and he flew commercial. Oh, that just John, made my whole day wrong. John, and uh, I will fully admit, I only brought up that story because I knew exactly what Rookie would do after uh, after we oh. did Damn, I hate being so predictable. No, I, and I knew that was going to happen to that guy and, and to that guy. And that guy. <laughs> what would just happen? Joey, you the like look, movies about gladiators? The look I like Joe's the face. I like the yeah, I like the fact that Joe kind of raised his head and looked at Rook. What? what? what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, let's see. Let's move ahead here. Where were we? Never the same. 
uh, correcting a story that everyone, including us, talked about on Monday. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner said medical staffers had given investigators incorrect info that a security officer had been drugged at the deadly Astroworld Festival. It didn't happen. The frightful false account of the guard getting pricked by a needle, blacking out and waking up after an injection was disproved by the guard himself. Finner said after the first day sharing the story with the public, uh, he said you should watch out and be guarded about what you believe, and it may just be rumors. As it turned out, the chief was correct. The story, which critics had called implausible, was investigated as a preliminary theory after eight people died and many more were injured. Amid a crush of concert goers rushing to the stage where rapper Travis Scott was performing Friday night. Thinner had previously said medical staff members at the event told responding officers about the guard having a puncture wound in his neck. But days later, he said investigators followed up with the guard and were told that wasn't the case. The guard said he was struck in the head, went unconscious, woke up in the security tent. He says nobody injected drugs into him. I did get in contact with my uh, my uh, Astro World gal. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you want to, I could uh, set it up for tomorrow. Uh, or if it's passed, it's passed. I, or do you want to pick I her think, brain? I think it would be uh, interesting. Uh, she would be interesting to, uh, to All right. have on the air. I'll, All right. uh, I'll get in touch with her. All right. Okay. Rivian Automotive, company that went public one day ago and hopes to make 1,000 electric vehicles by the end of the year, will surpass General Motors to become the nation's second most valuable automaker if an overnight surge in the price of its shares holds. The California company's market valuation exceeded Ford in its first day of trading, and with shares up 6% overnight, that valuation hit $90 billion to surpass GM, wow. a company that sold more than 2.5 million vehicles last year. Rivian so far has delivered about 150 of its electric pickup trucks, mostly to employees. The company rolled out its first vehicle, the R1T electric truck, in September, will launch its electric SUV, the R1S, in December. Ford is one of Rivian's high-profile backers, having invested a half billion dollars into the company in 2019. The other, Amazon, which held a 20% stake in Rivian ahead of the initial public offering. Rather than focusing on the number of cars it sold, investors are anticipating potential for Rivian with the appetite growing for electric vehicles. Uh, Tesla has largely dominated that market. Uh, here's a trend I would be against. Virginia school board members voting for the removal and, in some cases, the burning of books. Nope. Responding to a parent's complaint about reading options at Riverbend High School, the Spotsylvania County School Board has instructed staffers to begin pulling content from library shelves. A meeting next week will include a report on the number of books taken out of circulation. There are also future plans to define and review reading material that could be deemed objectionable. The board voted six to nothing to take down the books with members Kirk Twig and Rabi Sumal wanting to see them dealt with in an old school fashion. Abi Sumal said, I think we should throw those books in a fire. Twig said controversial mm. materials should be looked over before we burn them so community members may identify the bad stuff and then they should be burned. The parent who initiated Okay, what the are the books board, would be the point well, of this? Uh, the first uh, one, one, they talked about several in the story. Uh, one of them was a something called 33 Snowfish, which is recommended for readers 15 years and up, deals with issues like sexual abuse and drugs. Hmm. Abu Samal reportedly accused educators of preferring students uh, that they are reading gay pornography rather than about Christ. Uh, some of the books concerned LGBTQIA fiction in the high school's library app. 
And uh, last month, you may remember uh, when Glenn Youngkin ran a campaign ad featuring a local mom, Laura Murphy, who fought to get Toni Morrison's Beloved removed from her son's AP English curriculum. Uh, Murphy referred to the book, which was about slavery in the U.S. and won the 1988 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction as some of the most explicit material you can imagine. Why don't we just leave the books alone and, and yeah. uh, uh, instruct the kids that... Uh, that uh, trust your own ideas and don't necessarily read these things if you don't want to. And also, I would add to the youth of America, tests are important. That's right. They are. <laughs> Let that be noted. Yes. Okay. Uh, former uh, Monty Python member John Cleese. Love John Cleese. I don't yes. know if you guys are, Very are funny fans. Guy. Uh, I, I follow him on Twitter, and uh, if you follow him on Twitter, you'll find him to be funny, entertaining. Uh, not a fan of certain people like Donald Trump or Donald Trump backers, but not a guy you can pin down easily. Now he's taking on wokeness. The comedy legend was set to speak at Cambridge University, where he's an alumnus, on November 12th. But he's canceled his appearance after a fellow attendee, art historian Andrew Graham Dixon, was blacklisted by staff and students. Uh, Cleese tweeting, I was looking forward to talking to students at the Cambridge Union this Friday, but I hear that someone there has been blacklisted for doing an impersonation of Hitler. Mm. I regret that I did the same on a Monty Python show, so I'm going to blacklist myself before someone else does. He then took a shot at the mentality of some within the university, tweeting, I apologize to anyone at Cambridge who was hoping to talk with me, but perhaps some of you can find a venue where woke rules do not apply. The 82-year-old Cleese has actually impersonated Hitler twice, doing it on Monty Python's Flying Circus and Faulty Towers. Andrew Graham Dixon, who sparked the cancellation, reportedly performed a mock Hitlerian rant during a debate last week. He later came out to explain he was depicting the evil nature of the Nazis, not celebrating them. Cleese has long ripped woke culture. He backed Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling after her comments about transgender people at he also slammed the BBC for temporarily removing an episode of Faulty Towers for language. And just last August, he announced he would star in a new series called John Cleese, Cancel Me. The series will investigate <laughs> woke culture and speak to several famous faces who have been canceled. Uh, several years ago, uh, Matthew and I attended. John Cleese did a thing for the University of St. Thomas. He, he gave a speech, and we both went. And it was a packed house, and he was so... Not entertaining, funny. He was just everything he said was spot on. Mm -hmm. uh, he yeah. talked about his work ethic and and just everything. And uh, he's really a smart guy, and he's still yeah. uh, working very hard. I was very impressed. I thought it was going to be more Monty Python. What stuff. I've just pulled up his IMDb as John was doing the story. I cannot believe how much work he's still involved with. That would you say eighty three? Yeah, eighty two. Yeah, she's like Joe, he's going to be, he's uh, one of the voices in uh, Clifford, the Big Red Dog. Oh, one yes. <laughs> yeah, the big, which is now a well, movie. He was the, uh, the the voice of the king in Shrek. That I did know. That's fascinating. He was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Joe, though, that's some, that's some, that's what we call mailbox money. That's interesting. When you get that kind of game. Yeah, that's, that's right. going down to Florida, open up the thing, and you're grabbing the check. Right, right. <laughs> a pair of diamond bracelets that once belonged to to Marie Antoinette, the famed wife of French King Louis XVI, who met her fate at the guillotine, sold for $8.34 million on Tuesday. That's it. The opulent bracelets, you thought more, huh? Well, just the because of who she is. Is she the one who said, let them eat cake? That's her, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The opulent bracelets among the rare pieces of jewelry from the ill-fated French royal that are still up for public sale were among standout features to a Christie's auction in Geneva. They featured 100...
212 diamonds and each weighs 3.4 ounces. The pair sold for much more than the pre-sale estimate. The final price included taxes and fees. The buyer was not identified. Janet's microphone has not been doing this all week. No, I know. It's it's just today. What's it doing? Bring. It gives you a little bring. It almost sounds like there's a, a an alarm. Like a real <laughs> Yeah. Like a room. Yeah. I get that from you guys on occasion. It would actually like be more. To... It's more like when you get a text notification on your phone. That's what it kind of sounds like. Really? Yeah. They were married oh. for twenty-three years. Ooh. Louis, Louis, Louis and Marie, Marie Antoinette. Hmm. Okay. I'm just just letting you know. Yeah. The... <laughs> well, that's interesting. Right? She was but the after... last queen of France before the French Revolution. <laughs> that's right. Well, obviously, a, look, yeah. a real looker, as I understand. That uh, that one was kind of obvious because yep. they you know cut off her head. And, Copy um, that. Know, those, yeah, not as attractive mm-hmm. after that. No, <laughs> not, not necessarily. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Maybe that's look up. Let them eat cake. It doesn't. Oh. Uh, it, All right. The the context of that has been lost over the centuries. You like cake, Joey? <laughs> uh, not really. Okay. Uh, I'm not a cake guy either. Them. It was a, there was a oh. flour shortage. I do know that. Find it yet? Yep. Let them eat cake, Marie Antoinette. Is the traditional translation of the French phrase, oh, God. Where's Roger Le Cadon? Thank you. Uh, said to have been spoken in the 17th or 18th century by a great princess upon being told that the, the peasants had no bread. The French phrase mentions brioche, a bread enriched with butter and eggs considered a luxury food. The quote is taken to reflect either the princess's Frivolous disregard for the starving peasants or her poor understanding of their plight. I think it would be her poor understanding of their plight. Yeah. 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 While the phrase is commonly attributed to Marie Antoinette prior to the French Revolution, she did not originate it and she probably never said it. I'll be damned. See, he did learn something here today. She didn't say that. Yeah. John, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me tell you something here. You got but, it? No. You're, you're steering the horse here. While you're thinking about where you're going to return to work, maybe your employer is looking for a new place where you and your employees uh, can find it easier and more comfortable to Wait work. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When Earlier in the show, you said we're all going to be investors and we're going to buy some of that Highland property. We should buy one we of We need these. an office. We need an office. Where Center are we Point office? of Mendota House. Okay. It's an eight-building campus on rolling park-like land close to the airport. Easy access to highways 55, 62, 495, 35, you name it. It's uh, free parking right in front, of course. How's that downtown traffic there? There isn't any. Okay. Uh, And they're all single story, so no elevator hassles. Got it. They all have their own restrooms. Each office space is customizable, so you get exactly what you want. And uh, great, great park-like setting. Bike trails, walking trails. Each building has the iWave air purification system. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's wonderful. In pleasant great weather, area, you can have lunch right outside, the, uh, right outside your place of yes. employment. Very convenient. Find a locally owned and operated, too. St. Paul guys. Mm-hmm. For uh, information, visit Escape to Mendota. That's one word, escapetomendota.com. Positive Thursday means that we check in with Mike Schoonover of Schoonover Body Works and Glass up in Shoreview. They are our one-stop, third-generation family-owned body shop right there on County Road E up in Shoreview. And unfortunately, Mike has to deal with me this week. And Mike, we were just chatting a little bit before we started recording. Um, and Kenny's up deer hunting, and I didn't even put two and two together, but deer hunting season obviously means a lot of work for you guys at Schoonover's, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of my customers are... are uh 
probably getting more deer than Kenny is right now. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. This time of year is just, uh, it's wild. And for some odd reason, this year seems uh, uh, like we're having more deer uh, collisions uh, than most. So um, it's kind of crazy, but no, it's all, uh, it's all good. So what is that process like, you know, from the time that some, cause I, I damn near got one the other night too, when I was, when I was coming home from work and it, it, I mean, obviously you guys handle a lot of the stuff that, you know, if someone does hit one or is involved in an auto auto accident, walk them through that process. Well, sure. Uh, so number one, if you're going to see, if you see a deer, you, you, you gotta, you, you have to hit the deer. You, you can't swerve because, uh, then you're going to be in a lot more trouble. So, you know, don't try to save Bambi by, uh, you know, exposing yourself to more danger. So, uh, but when, you, when, when, and if you do hit a deer, then you just contact your insurance company. It's a comprehensive claim. So there's little or no deductible on it, And it's not a driving offense. I mean, you, you, you can't go against you because it's an act of nature. Uh, contact your agent and then just contact us and, and, uh, if the car is drivable, we'll set up a time to have it inspected. If it's not drivable, we'll set up a tow truck to come and pick it up. Because uh, generally speaking, a lot of those a lot of those deers do a, do a lot of damage to the front end and and uh, the radiator and condenser and all the other fluids that uh, leak out when you're when you hit it. You don't want to drive it, so it's probably better to have it towed. Very good. And you uh, were just telling me that you had a GLR step in this morning. Yes, we did this morning. Uh, had a gal from Coon Rapids, uh, uh, Donna, I think, uh, uh, from Coon Rapids came in and, and uh, uh, visited us. And she said, I heard about you guys on GL. So uh, she's going to come back next week and we're going to put some new rubber on her on her, uh, on her car and, and uh, do some other things to get her ready for winter. So Fantastic. That's great. That is good to hear. So GLers, you heard them. Whether you need you know any type of body work, glass, whatever, they will take care of you and they will do things the right way. It's Schoonover Body Works and Glass. SchoonoverBodyWorks.com is their website. And when you hit that deer, Mike says uh, take that deer up to Grunhoffers to get it processed, but you do have to share some <laughs> of the venison with, the, with all the fine folks at Schoonovers. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thanks, Chris. This is Patrick Gracie for The Canopy Group. Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework, or they're supposed to do their homework. Why don't you do your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve options. Let's face it, your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not one, 16. Don't tell your kids, but you can outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Hey, thanks for tuning in, folks. Here's Joey freaking meatballs. <laughs> I'm hungry for Joey meatballs now. You keep raving about that place. It's beautiful place. Don't beautiful give place. them any more time. Well, they should I, buy a sponsorship. I will, but I'll tell you this. The people that he hires are ex-convicts, so he's given yeah. them a second Good. chance at, uh, at working. I have never previously heard of what's called the Singing Beach on the north shore of Lake Superior. What? I was reading huh. about it today on that Fox 9 site. There is a beach where you won't find any sand or sunbathers, uh, but it's uh, incredibly unique. 
the lake pushing and pulling the rocks that create the masterpiece is Iona Beach, 300 yards of smooth pink rocks, no plants, no dirt, just the rocks. I had not previously heard of this. The formation of this beauty started about a billion years ago with a powerful explosive volcano. Yeah, but that was all ice 10,000 years ago, so I don't get that. That's nuts. <laughs> a singing beach, you know, sand and all. No sand. Oh, there's no sand. That's not Big Gitchigumi, eh? North Shore? In fact. The feldspar in quartz is very viscous, meaning it doesn't flow very easily, said DNR naturalist Erika Prius. Hmm. So it took a lot of power to get it up, which is why this. <laughs> like, sometimes it does. Why this? Unless you got what the, are you two up to? What are you two up to? Rook, you captured audio from this years ago, did you not? Uh, the singing. Yeah, we got this. It's the. It's a certain corner, and you have to be in the right spot. And what you're going to hear is this. You know the sound of music from screen and stage. <laughs> Now's your certain chance voice. to experience the euphorian version of the sound of music. You can only listen to it for a couple of seconds. Wow. Something like that. It just it hits you right, right when you walk Bam. around the... Interesting. <laughs> Listen closely in between each wave is a tinkling sound, like belts, like bells or a soft wind chime. Every rock that tumbles back offers up a sweet melody, which is why some call it the singing beach. The lake's able to move it nicely. When it knocks it against each other, there are these perfect air pockets in between them that they hit against each other, and it's kind of like a wind chime pulling them and spitting them back out onto the beach. Hmm. Oh, it's an easy place to lose your thoughts and to imagine how it all started. Yes. Now, listen, we have, we have some audio of it again. Oil can. Oil can. Oil can. Oil can. Oil can what? I, you know, I try to do these nice no, things. singing. I'm not nice, buying that it's singing. You it's know? a nice break from the... Stuff I love Gitchagumi, yeah, but I'm saying that singing beach. You are fan. You are a fan though of weird sounds because wasn't it? Was it in being serious? Wasn't yeah. it in Wisconsin that they were discovering weird noises where the wind was blowing through pipes or something like that? Is that ringing a bell? It's ringing a very vague bell. No, several years ago, that was in Highland Park. Remember the guy that went out and down by Mississippi River oh, Boulevard? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you're right. It was that was weird noise. That, that was, was just never, ice. That was ice. No. Yeah. Yeah. No but this is, this is, Joe, I'm looking at this right now. It's really cool. Isn't it neat, John? Thank you. It's got, oh, I mean, millions, millions ass. of, no, <laughs> what millions of What does Kenny call rocks. me? A psychophant? Sycophant. Sycophant. I don't know where it is, John. I'd like to see it. Uh, they call, its real name is Iona Beach. Well, I can find it then on a map. I can find it on a map. It's uh, Gichigami Trail, Gichigumi Trail. Sure. That's the address. Iona two Beach. Iona. Oh, I got three of them. How many you got? <laughs> Only because they come to us. I own a beach. You own a beach? No, I, I own don't. a beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grab a couple of this, Joey freaking meatballs this, and go eat at the beach. This is why I love working the days of <laughs> works. Oh, it's just torment Lord. for me. It's just torment. You do? You own a beach, Joey? I own a beach. I own a beach. <laughs> I own a beach. Because that's the name of the chick. I own them. <laughs> Only... 
because they can do us. Let's go. For the rest of the show, for the rest of the show, I'm going to let you steer it, and I'm going to play straight and narrow. How much time we got? Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park <laughs> in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day in 1919, speaking of the American Legion up in Chisholm, the American Legion held its first convention in Minneapolis. The convention began November 10 and ended on November 12. Okay. Remember Laurel and Hardy trying to get to the convention? I Sons of the Desert? You're not going to the convention. You're going to the mountains with me. On this day in 1940, that Armistice Day blizzard struck, trapping Ooh. hunters at lakes and drivers on roads. 41 people died when the temperature suddenly dropped from the 60s to below zero. Pilot Max Conrad of Winona earned hero honors for taking his Piper Cub up into the 50-mile-per-hour wind to drop supplies and lead rescuers to trapped hunters. Are you aware of that as a Winona kid, uh, Rook? Pilot I, Max Conrad of Winona? I did not know Served uh, Served yeoman service during that blizzard. He took up a little Piper Cub into the 50-pound winds, 50-mile-an-hour 50, 50 winds, yep. and dropped uh, supplies to people. Uh, that's called having a pair. I think so. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on this day in 1983, it was Veterans Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm on this day in 1984. So, I mean, it's like you doing the records. I can just keep 85, boom, Veterans Day. 86, boom, Veterans Day. All the way up to 2021. Fill in the blanks yourself. I think Joe's Joe's done. I like. I really like showing up today. This was a good release for me. This is a good. I had some pent up. I'm, I'm was, happy you're pleased. Yeah. but I'm coming back tomorrow too. I'm happy, I'm back tomorrow. I'm happy you're pleased. I'm coming That's back wonderful. That's yes. wonderful. What about in 1986? Veterans Day. Okay. Up yep. oh, stealing my stealing my uh, show. So there's no mail today, is there? No. No. And the no. banks are closed. Are they? Yeah, so I know that our credit union is closed. What's open? Open is PodMN on your smartphone to find all sorts of great podcasts. And, you know, since we did not win a Marconi and there's so many other six-episode podcast people out there, you might want to look this guy around and, and find this guy. You bet. But that's where you find them, PodMN. Subscribe to Garage Logic on our YouTube page and you'll be entertained. Plus, take a peek at the Garage Logic Facebook page. They will entertain you as well with a lot of their content. And coming up very soon is Give to the Max Day, and I'm going to plea for those of you looking for a charity to donate to something called Second Stork, secondstork.org. Big campaign this year. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up the phone and make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again, and you should do the same thing, GLers, for that free, yes, I said free, 48 minute financial consultation. And you do that just like I did by calling 952 925 5608. When you call that number, you get Mr. Money Talk, and you also get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar coated advice. And Josh is with us once again. And Josh, a big swing and a miss wasn't there. Chris, a big swing. 
swing and a miss. This came from Walt Disney and company. Investors, analysts, talking heads have been focused on Disney's subscriber-based Disney Plus business since it was announced almost two years ago. At that point in time, much excitement. Oh, Disney is going to squash Netflix. People are going to come in droves to Disney because of all the contents that they have. Unfortunately, Disney did give away a lot of the subscriptions initially free or at a very reduced cost. But as those costs came in, consumers found the content wasn't up to their expectations. They dropped out Disney's stock and subscriber growth for the Disney Plus over the last several quarters has continued to slow would be a good word for that. Disney had other issues as well relating to their theme park business, their travel business. The only growth they had, we'll say, they still had growth in Hulu with subscribers there, and they had a nice move up with ESPN, which had been a headache for them. Disney did get caught, unfortunately, with the slowdown in trips to Disneyland, Disney World in the United States, and the Disneyland outside the United States because of the COVID pandemic. On the uh, positive side, Disney is working very diligently to improve their content, but much of that improvement is not going to happen until the second half of next year. Disney gets put in the penalty box by numerous analysts a little bit cautious of Disney. If you have the shares, company is not going to weigh, know that growth is not going to be there going forward for another six months plus. Another big swing and a miss beyond me. They had difficulty in the home market and their stock took a big hit. That looks like in more than the penalty boxes, costs aren't increasing for them to get their commodity-based product. Another myth came from Bumble, which competes with Match.com. Bumble is focused primarily on a women's market, a swing, and a myth. So that is not a happy place to be. On the positive side, there's still plenty of positive. SoFi, a small fintech company, beat top line and bottom line, though they still lost money, but it was better than expected. They added subscribers. company did very well. A firm, which got knocked down yesterday on concerns about inflation affecting their buy now, pay later business, really surprised on the upside, especially with higher revenues and expanded partnership with Amazon to cover Amazon's buy now, pay later business, not only in Canada, but in the in the United States. That is a big boost for them. Their stock took off. And another plus came from the introduction of another electric vehicle manufacturer, Rivian, which had an unbelievable initial public offering. The IPO was priced at 78. The first trades were at 106. Stock went to uh, 119 before selling off. This is a very, very expensive proposition and at current valuation, it is worth more than Ford and General Motors don't have the sales of either one. Looking at the auto business, I think Ford is probably a better bet for EVs, but you could also look at Volkswagen and or Porsche. 
for that. Oh, Josh, you're not looking at Tesla? Tesla, a little too rich for my blood on both a price-to-sales and price-to-earnings basis. And again, still don't sell the cars that Ford or a Volkswagen does. And Volkswagen has had better sales in the United States. Plus, if I want some EV exposure, I still have a big position in Amazon, and that should do well. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Pick up the phone. Make the call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend. We'll do this again next week. Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.